welcome to Snack Circle. I'm Jordan. And I'm Marin. Grab a snack and let's hang out. This week, we're going to be doing our Survivor recap at the beginning of the episode, and then we're going to be jumping in to a topic all about social media and the pressure of the beauty industry and standards as women. So we're excited. Jordan, I need to hear your thoughts about Survivor. We we kind of started talking about it before we started recording, and then Birdie brought a mouse into the house. It was... You're the bravest no, person I know. <laughs> like listeners, imagine me having this nice conversation with my bestie about this show that we love. I hear this little squeaking sound. I'm thinking it's Birdie Lou, my little cat's toy. I look around, it's fully a mouse in her mouth, <laughs> squeaking for its life. So <laughs> then I had to briefly pause this recording of this podcast to catch a mouse in a cup and take it outside. So we're back. We're back at it. Um, Here we and are. the mouse was saved. So hello. Um, but yeah, Survivor this week, really good. Crazy, honestly. Um, if you've been listening, you know that Cassidy is like my number one gal. And like things were looking dim for her. Like it was looking grim. I was sure she was out. And then lo and behold, my least fave goes home. Like it was a miracle. Moran, what were your no. thoughts? Well, at the beginning, I feel like we totally called it because they got back to the tribe or the their campsite and Carla was like, who turned? Like, who voted for me? And Sammy, Sammy was the one who voted, which I guess we could have, I didn't watch the credits last time, so I probably could have seen that Sammy voted. But he was like trying to get himself out of it and he was like, no, no, I think Owen voted for you or Gabler. I think Gabler and he's like throwing yeah, other people under the bus. And he even tried to say Cassidy, like her bestie. He's like, maybe it was Cassidy. Like Cassidy's like, what? Like he was being a snake in the grass. And so it was Sammy. Um, we were right that they were going to get back to camp and Carla was going to confront them. Um, Owen was on the wrong side of the votes again. He brought up the point that he has not been on the right side of the vote since Mariah, aka the first person, voted out. And I was like, oh, I'm like, how is he still around? No, He's it made really me... hold yeah, on. Yeah, I yeah, I really it made me realize like how is he still around? And it made me realize that he's just very likable and yeah. people trust him because he also said he has relationships with every single person there. But yet he's never voted with them. Yeah. Well, he seems to always be like a little confused, but they like him like for sure. And I kind of liked this episode that we kind of got to see more of some of the relationships that I was always confused about because I was always confused if Cassidy and Carla were friends. Like Carla was like, oh, my number one ally in the game. And I was like, okay like we never I didn't that. Know that like yeah I thought your number one ally was Jesse honestly so I feel like we kind of saw behind the curtain a little more and I was like okay this is making sense how these people are all here because for whatever reason the editing this season I'm like wait who even likes each other like it feels like it's just very random but now I feel like we're understanding like how they've all ended up here and like there's two episodes until the finale like these that is crazy this is like the final group which is insane oh that makes me sad I don't want it to be over I'm not ready I know Um, but so they had that confrontation and the next morning Sammy again tries to split up Cassidy (laughs) and Carla and from the preview of next week it looks like he might be successful because I know Carla's like ready to get rid of her Mm mm-hmm and so um yeah, Sammy just tries to stir the pot and get some movement going, slide in the cracks, you know, try to <laughs> see what's happening. And then they go to their challenge, which I, this challenge, I heard Jeff say like, this is old fashioned survivor when we used to be a little more hard on people, like a little, I don't even know the word he used, a little more ruthless. He inflict a little more pain or something. Yes. I was like, oh my. And that made me wonder, do you feel like they're getting soft? Yes. Well, my, my, this is like my dad's biggest gripe is he's like, 
they didn't used to be like this. Like it used to be way harder. And it's kind of true that they, cause they used to not give them anything. Like they were out there with no Flint. They were out there with no rice. Like I really remember them starving, starving. And like this group, like they um look smaller, but not, I mean, they're also like still functioning really well. Like I feel like in the past, they really got nothing. And the challenges, I feel like, like we do a lot of puzzles anymore. Yes. And back in the day, it was really like, you're going to stand on this thing for like 36 hours and like, who's going to be the last one standing? A lot of that. Yeah, I feel like they do a lot of obstacle races now. Mm-hmm. Or like relays. I'm like, okay. Yes. And I'm like, okay. But yeah, when he said that, I was like, I feel like they are getting, like this show is very different. They aren't eating rats like they used to, you know? I know, <laughs> back in the day. And so they get in the water and I did not know the water would be freezing. I just assumed in Fiji, it's hot. I know, they were all talking about how so cold, how cold they were. But I mean, they they had to have gotten used to it after two hours in there, three hours in there, like the, if you don't know, if we, you've never seen Survivor, it's basically like a challenge where they're underneath the water, but their face is sticking through like this little metal grate and then the tide is coming in. So sometimes they're completely covered by the water as like the waves swell over them, which I'm like, that's waterboarding. Like that's torture, literally. And it's just whoever can like make it the longest. So you have to be able to hold your breath for a while, but you also just have to be able to like talk yourself out of drowning, which I I mean, I would be out in a second, two seconds. First wave, I'm swimming for the shore. Right, because most people, if you were to say, okay, hold your breath and go underwater for a minute and it, like, there is no pressure on you, you would probably be able to like go underwater and hold your breath. But yeah, it reminds me of that scene in Titanic where they're on the bottom floor and they're like, the water is coming up and they're literally just like their mouths are to the yes. ceiling, like trying to get air. That's essentially what it is. And some mm-hmm. make little cones with their hands to try to breathe. It's, or they'll just it's like, brutal. It's brutal. Yeah, to watch. Like, I would probably really be the first out. I would probably have like some sort of panic attack and be like, I'm out, I'm out. Because Jordan and I are both lifeguards or I guess at one point, I don't even think I'm lifeguard certified anymore, but um I'm definitely not but we were we were we were and we had to do this one of the prerequisites to becoming a lifeguard is you have to get a brick from under the water and you literally just swim out and dive like eight feet and get a brick that's like nine pounds and just swim back to shore with it without putting it back in the water like it sounds so easy and if you're the hardest thing I've ever done (laughs) no and even that like going underwater and like holding a brick and like trying to get up there's just so much pressure on you and you're like anxious. And so I, even when I do that for lifeguarding, I'm always like, I'm drowning, I'm drowning, even though I'm literally not. And so I don't think I could do that challenge. And they were there for three hours. I know literally for the first time ever, two of them lasted until the tide went out and they just had to declare them both the winners, which is insane to be underneath the water think of the amount of water in their ears like they'll never hear the same (laughs) I saw Owen's hands afterwards they were so pruney oh I just cannot imagine were you surprised that Cody didn't make it to the end because he's like kind of talked a big game but I think surfers life in the water I know but I feel like surfers like their whole point is to stay above the water. Like if you go under and you're a surfer, like something's gone wrong. <laughs> so water in Hawaii is probably a little bit warmer than that. I feel like the cold was really getting to him. Yeah. Well, it was a random two winners. Like I would have never been like, oh yeah, Carla and Owen are going to stay under here. Carla shocked me. Maybe she was battling. Like she was, like, was not moving. Yeah, maybe she just grew up in the water, but I did not expect her. I mean, she's never talked about being a swimmer before or like her love of water. Owen hasn't really either. I guess only Cody has been like, yeah, I surf, but Cody wrote Owen's name down so fast because, oh yeah, we forgot this part, but Cody found this advantage. This little boat came up to their camp 
and was like, there's an advantage out there. You have to find it. And it was literally right in front of all of their faces and they could not see it because it was in a burlap sack on a tree that I'm like, y'all are like camouflaged. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, there's a green. Does she have another bird or another mouse? (laughs) I'm just like scared when she's running. I'm like, oh my gosh, (laughs) don't pounce bird. But, um, yeah, so he, oh, Cody found the advantage and it basically said, that we're going to be doing the water great challenge um, with the tide. Who do you think will win? You have to bet on who you think will win. If you're correct about who wins, you also get immunity. And so maybe he went into that with that headspace. Like maybe there was like some subconscious thought in his head. Like, I don't need to win. I just need Owen to win. Maybe that's why he didn't outlast the challenge mm-hmm. but he was right and owen won and i was shocked i was like Stunned. how did you Literally know owen stunned. would be so good at this and so that makes me think like they think really highly of owen yeah and maybe it's because he's so calm like there he was like well he won't panic under there and i mean he really didn't so that was insane like that was really entertaining which is good because no reward challenge and i always hate when there's one challenge but that was only challenge and then they get back to camp and everyone's like we got to get out Cassidy and I was like if they vote off another woman I'm gonna be pissed and my fave um but it didn't happen like it it really bit Sammy in the butt and every single person voted for Sammy yeah like they were all in cahoots which never has happened with this group like somebody always goes rogue but they were determined I feel like they all knew and they didn't even know like when he was talking in his little exit interview he's like you know it would be kind of crazy to have a million dollars at 19 I'm like oh yeah they didn't even know he was 19 like this whole time I I bet you a hundred dollars that when they do the final jury when they do the final tribal he is going to get up and he's gonna ask a question and make it about himself being 19 in some way he's gonna get up there and be like so I'm 19 and everyone's gonna be like "Ooh," and he's gonna so with that how do you feel about young people or something like that yeah he's gonna bring it up he's so proud of it one of those people that makes like the final tribal about him just so that he can get his clout I don't know that's so true yeah, and so it was again, a good who controlled the vote? Jesse. My guy. I know. He's, yeah, I really, I'm kind of thinking final three. This is my ideal final three would be Jesse, Carla, Cassidy, Jesse wins. I think that's going to be final three. I don't know. Like, I think people know the only thing about Cody and Jesse is people know that they're running the show. Like that's been brought up before that they him out. I know, which is kind of crazy because I feel like the minute you pinpoint the like puppeteer, that's when you got to go for them. And like, they haven't. So I can see Cody, I could see any of them being in the final three, but if I had to pick a final three, it would be Jesse, Carla and Cassidy, but I don't know if they'll all survive. Yeah, I think I want, I mean, I want Jesse to win so bad, but I am so scared because maybe they have passed the point of like no return because he hasn't really won a lot of challenges. I don't think he's won individual immunity at all. Like he's not really, he's not really like a physical threat whatsoever, but everyone wanted Cassidy and literally he changed everyone's mind to go with Sammy. Yeah, no, he is such a power player. And I feel like the time has almost passed that they, I think they missed their chance to get him out almost. Because now they're just like so focused on each other. I feel like next episode, they're going to be very into like the Carla versus Cassidy thing. And he's just going to like float to the end. And everyone's going to be like, how did you not get him out? But yeah. Crazy. I don't know. It's exciting. We're getting to the good stuff the final the final days okay should we get into our topic yeah let's do it 
Okay, so you brought up this topic. So you want to start it off, just jump in, share your thoughts. What have you been feeling about this topic surrounding like social media and just beauty standards? I mean, most of our podcast is like about just being 20 somethings because that's what we are. But also like, we know that these feelings and thoughts go beyond being in your 20s and people in their 50s probably still struggle with this and think about it. So what what have yeah. you been thinking and feeling lately about this topic? I don't know if you've seen the, um, like the article. I don't even know who originally, I think it was like Huffington Post posted it, but it was like, um, like booties are out, heroin chic is back. And then it was like a bunch no. of like, oh my gosh, I have to send it to you. But it's like, like Bella Hadid, Khloe Kardashian, because you know, like Khloe Kardashian is so thin right now, like all these like tiny, tiny people. And like, I've seen that circulating like everywhere because everyone's like, what a bizarre thing to post. But it just has made me think like how crazy and fickle. like body standards and what we think, like what society thinks is the best, how like fickle it all is and how quickly it changes. Yeah. I've just been thinking about that a lot. Like it's kind of insane. So it said foodies are out. Booties. (laughs) Booties. Oh my gosh. I thought you said foodies and I was like, okay, nice. So everything we've done to like (laughs) reverse the dieting culture, it's like, it's out. Sourdough, raw milk, it's out. (laughs) Forget about it. (laughs) Forget about your raw milk. I think it's just funny how, I feel like it's so unethical and unmoral for a newspaper, it's not even a newspaper, but like a media outlet or a source to even have a title like that, to say like, a body part is bad now, okay? Like like having a certain body is now bad. And because, okay, I can see it in like the 2000s when the actual heroin chic look was in. And I was thinking about this the other day because I saw like a Oprah interview with like Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen when they were like younger. And I feel like growing up, it was almost a joke to talk about people being anorexic. Did you feel like that was a thing? It was like, yeah, because you had like Paris Hilton, Nicole Richie the Olsen twins, Lindsay Lohan, Amanda Bynes, like everyone went through like this phase of just being so skinny and like truly probably having anorexia. And I think we talked about this too with like Indie Blue, how like, we don't know what's going on with her. If like her health is truly just suffering with like her diabetes or if she's purposefully like putting herself into ketosis with her insulin stuff and She's also kind of made little comments about um, like the corpse bride and like that's her aesthetic to literally be a skeleton. Mm -hmm. And I mean, even if she isn't meaning to, even if she truly is that size and is having a health crisis in her life, um, I think it's so harmful with like a platform like that to not talk about it and to almost make jokes about it and to almost glamorize looking like a skeleton instead of saying I'm struggling with my health and like I know this isn't good because she's always been someone who's so open and honest about everything and so like her not talking about it and like no one has to talk about anything they don't want to talk about right but if she's truly like I don't know like it can kind of be scary because now we see these articles coming out about and like the low cut jeans again and like being super mm-hmm. skinny. And um, I thought that we were at a place in just like as women that we were like cheering each other on. We were body positive. We are stopping weird diet culture things. And we're just like focusing on our hormones and nurturing ourselves and like our cycles and like feeding ourselves good food and intuitive eating and like getting vitamin D and now it's like starve yourself and I'm so like yeah how are we allowing this yeah and I think it's gonna be those big influencers because that's who so many young girls and impressionable people and just it's human nature to look up to people obviously who are influential who are choosing those lifestyles 
and or maybe they're not intentionally maybe that's how their body is made but they're like almost sending out some sort of message that's encouraging women who aren't naturally that size to look that way I don't know yeah I think I was listening to a podcast with Remy Bader was the guest and she's like a like plus size model and um I think she has like a clothing line with Revolve and she was talking about how like she doesn't even want to make plus size clothes like she just wants to make clothes that are sizes and there's no Mm -hmm there's no difference in like any of the sizes like they're all labeled the same like that would be her dream and I feel like I was listening to that and I was like I feel like in this part of my life I am feeling the same way where I'm like I don't even like I don't even feel like I'm body positive I just want to be like body neutral like because I feel like all day long on every social media, especially Instagram, because I don't, I'm not on TikTok and I love Instagram. Um, I'll go down with the ship, but I feel like it's, everything is all about bodies and like, you know, getting fit or losing weight or like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, so or how to eat. And this is how you, how I eat. And this is how I eat and what I eat in a day and recipes. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I feel like that's such an easy hole to get sucked into. Like, I literally think like for me, what's best is just not even really thinking about it. Like I want to feel healthy, but I cannot stick to an exercise plan. I cannot stick to a diet plan. Not because like, I can't do it. Like I could, but I would then just be obsessing about it. I think like, Mm -hmm. and I think that's what happens is like you fall into these obsessions and for me, like, I can't do it. And some people I'm sure can't, like, I don't think everybody that like has an exercise routine or a diet plan that they stick to is like, has a problem. But mm-hmm. for me, like, I have to be neutral. Like I cannot, I do my, you know, I go to my classes every week and stuff, but if I skip it, like I skip it, like I'm not yeah. mad at myself, you know, I, cause I can't, I feel like I don't have the, the capacity to even sort through everything of like, is this how I want to eat? Or can I eat this? Or, you know, I didn't work out today. Should I like do something really quick? Like I, I'm like, no, like I, if I'm not feeling it, I'm not going to do it. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's really important to recognize your thoughts and feelings and to lean into that and not force yourself to be a certain way. Like I feel the exact same way as you where I am just so sick of seeing anything about weight or eating. And after I had Paxton, I was diagnosed with an immune disorder. Um, it's like my thyroid is messed up. Um, and so, and they actually found that during my pregnancy, they found like the thyroid antibodies, which means like you have Hashimoto's, which is like basically your immune system attacks your own thyroid. He's so cute. Um, (laughs) and so after I had Paxton, like my hormones were just crazy and like it just flared up and I developed hypothyroidism. And I just remember like the pressure to like lose weight after you have a baby is just insane. And it's not even, and someone posted this, I wish I knew her name, but she was like, I didn't get the comments. Oh my gosh, you look like you don't, didn't even have a baby. You look amazing. She's like, I didn't get those comments. And it was like, so quiet. It was loud that like, oh, my body doesn't look good to you because we're so used to telling women who have a baby and it looks like they didn't have a baby. Like you look amazing. Like blah, blah, blah. And I felt that because I kind of feel the same way. Like I had a baby and no one has ever said to me like, wow, you're a mom. I can't even like, oh my, your body's amazing. Like my body did change so much. And, um, like people would tell me like, oh, you're only three months postpartum. Like give it time, keep breastfeeding, go on a walk, like, like go on a 30 minute walk every day. Like that were not helpful at all. No, I'm like, I literally go on a 30 minute walk every day or like eat vegetables. And I'm like, I like know how to feed my body. Like 
I've always been like, I'm an adult. Yeah. Like I've always just been someone who kind of likes fruits and vegetables and whole foods and really loves cooking and like leans more into that. And so it's so frustrating to like get advice like that. Like, oh, just wait till you're six months postpartum or nine months postpartum or you're a year out. And I would like get to all these milestones and I would still just like, or people would be like, oh, well then once you stop breastfeeding, that's when the weight will fall off. And like all these things would happen. And I'd be like, but I literally have not changed like at all. Like, am I broken? What's wrong with me? And it turns out like I just had like um, my thyroid flare up. And I remember like going down such a huge rabbit trail of like, what's the best diet to eat with hypothyroidism? And you just get like so much advice and it like frustrates me how much health and wellness advice is like gate kept. So like you can sign up for someone's like hundred dollar course just so that they could tell you like, don't eat gluten. And you're like, okay. <laughs> and you know, like you just have so many people with so many opinions. It's like, be keto. Oh my gosh. Never eat keto. Like that is so bad for you. Like just eat your fruits and vegetables. And then it's like, oh, well don't eat kale or cruciferous vegetables. That's bad for you. And then someone's like, no vegetables are ever bad for you. And then someone's like, put iodine salt in your water. And then another person's like, no one in America is iodine deficient. And I'm just like, oh my, what? Yeah. It's like so much. And I just got to this point where I was like, okay, I'm going to do like the AIP diet, which is the autoimmune protocol, I think. And you basically like don't eat nightshades. You don't eat, which are like tomatoes and like bell peppers and paprika, Mm. all these random things. Don't eat legumes, which is like peanuts, like kidney beans, like any type of beans. Don't eat soy, don't eat gluten, don't eat dairy, don't eat coconut, like so, like you literally eat like sweet potatoes and like organic chicken. And I'm just like, I cannot live like this. Like if it's between, I'm like one, now I'm on like medication for my thyroid And so like my labs are good. And then I'm like, I, if it's between cutting out all of these foods and like so many people say like, don't eat gluten, gluten is so bad for you. And I'm like, I have never had a gluten intolerance like ever in my life. And I'm not going to cut out a whole food group from my diet just because some anecdotal evidence somewhere or someone suggests to not eat gluten because it's inflammatory. And I'm like, I've literally been eating it my entire life and haven't had no repercussions. And, and I don't know. So I was like, if it's between me weighing the amount that I weigh and enjoying food and enjoying my life versus just cutting everything out. And whenever I go to someone's house being like, no, I can't eat this. I can't eat that. I'm like, I think I'm just going to live my life and like eat whole foods and like do movements that feel good to me. And like you were saying, like not be so confined and strict to myself to look a certain way or to even like have a specific health and wellness journey that works for someone else. Yeah, I think it's, we're all so different. And at the end of the day, I just think if you're if we place so much value in like how our body looks or how it's working for us or what we I don't know like like any real value on like our body beyond like trying to be healthy and but even health looks different for different people because Mm -hmm. people live with like chronic illnesses and some people don't and some people naturally just are built differently I think we just put too much stock in it. A lot of times last, or I guess at the beginning of this year, I was super sick and I had like a ton of different sicknesses one after the other. And I lost 10 pounds and like, I couldn't put on those 10 pounds. Like I, for a while, and I was like really freaked out because I'm somebody who has a very stable weight, like it's I'm small but I'm like always like the same size and for me I was like okay I have to just accept right now that like I look different I wish 
that I wasn't sick, but I also am ill and like, this mm-hmm. is how it's going to be. And I can't put too much stock in like what other people are going to think. Like it's, I'm going to do what I want to do to get back to where I was, but like we can get sick at any time. Like our bodies can change at any time. We might have a baby and our body changes. Like we are not going to be the same size forever. And mm-hmm. I think like getting, when you get older, like when you get into your twenties, like that's when it's like, oh, like really things are going to change forever now. Like we're, especially as women, like we're always going to change. Like our bodies go through so much, you know, once you hit puberty on, like there's so much that happens. So I just think it's dangerous. Like this whole, even like, not that I don't like body positivity, but I'm like, just don't put so much stock in it. Like, because mm-hmm. it could all change. Like our bodies are, I don't know, they're fragile and they're ever changing. Like we don't have to worry about it so much or put so much stock in it. I mean, it at least it doesn't, it's not helpful for me. Like it, it's really not helpful for mm-hmm. me. Um, And like something else that I think is interesting is this like, war against aging that's like on a like an all-time high and like this war against like any feature that's not the cultural like desired feature like and I'm you know like do what you want but I also am like why are we so obsessed with looking young like why can we not wrinkle like why can we not age it just, mm-hmm. it's so interesting. Like I, I know like 20 year olds who are getting Botox, like 20 somethings. And I'm like, well, we're like, again, like do what makes you happy. But I just feel like as a society, we have to change the ideals that we're putting out there that make people think like you have to undergo medical procedures to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. like inject yourself with just toxic chemicals yeah. too we don't and know it's, like what's in them and the best advice I got from someone she's actually someone who's so close to me like I grew like I call her my aunt even though like she is not but like we just grew up with her in my life and I remember I was having a really hard time after I had Paxton and just like was comparing myself to like my old body and like it was so hard for me because even like influencers I had followed or friends I followed who kind of, it felt like they were struggling the same way I was. And like, I was like, Oh, like I can relate to them. It was like, they got to a certain point where they were like, Oh, I'm fitting back into my jeans again. And I just was like, we were in this together. Mm -hmm. And now like, I feel abandoned. And like, that's just because I was dealing with my own mental health stuff and struggling and I'm in such a better place now, but like the best advice I got was she told me like, don't focus on your weight or like anything like that. Like literally just like do yoga, like move your body, like focus on strength, like feeling like you can be strong to like carry your kids around and like your back is strong and like your body is moving in the way that it's supposed to and like your endurance is good, like you can run or like, you know, like keep your conditioning up and all that stuff and like focus on your hormones, like just make, and like make sure you're internally healthy because I feel like in our generation, like we're, we're like you, it's two ways. Either people are so like anti-diet culture and they really like, do not mess with that stuff. But a lot of us I see like still aren't involved in diet culture where we're having like sugar-free things. And it's like, that's literally just chemicals and, Mm -hmm. but it's zero calories. And so even though it completely ruins our hormones and like messes up our bodies, like we look good. And so it's okay. As long as we look good. And I feel that same way about Botox and filler is that it's like, you want to look good, but really what you're doing is like causing damage to your body. Like you kind of just want your body to be preserved and to look good, but we don't actually take the time to nurture our bodies and care for them in the way that we're meant to. Like we starve ourselves and we have fake food and all this stuff. 
instead of really just taking time to love ourselves and to nourish ourselves just because we need to fit into this mold that society's formed for us. And that doesn't mean Mm -hmm. to like obviously shame anyone who wants to look a certain way, but it's like we need to examine why we want that. And is it for other people's approval? Is it something that we genuinely feel like makes us feel good? Because we should feel confident in like who we are and like enjoy that. But we really have to ask ourselves, like, if you don't look that way, do you still love who you are? And like, are you still happy with who you are? And is your worth outside of what your physical body looks like? Because you are so much more than a body. Like what people see on the outside, like that is not you. And like who you are is your soul and like how you treat people and you're just so much more than that and so if you only put emphasis on that what do you have at the end of the day when that's gone exactly because like it will go like no matter how much money you spend nobody has not aged like everything our beauty will change and we will age like our bodies will age and this like fascination with like staying young and being young and oh you can change like anything about yourself like I've definitely like been like well I could use a couple things like there's some there's some procedures I would like to get done but I think like I work with kids and I look at kids and I'm like chill there like there are no ugly children like every child I look at is so beautiful and like it's heartbreaking that they grow up in this world that's going to tell them from the minute that they can listen that there's things that they need to change about themselves and I look at them all and I'm like they're like perfect I mean they're obviously not perfect but like they're there's nothing that I could ever think like they would want to change about themselves you know like children are born into this world I think so beautiful and they exactly the way that they were meant to and they're born with bodies that allow them to do the things that they love and then like society makes them thinks from such a young age that there's things that are wrong with them or things that people aren't going to like about them and it's so sad like it's sad to think about and it's sad because especially like when you're sitting on the carpet with your little kindergartners there is probably a boy or a girl who is looking at their neighbor and who is comparing themselves and is feeling like they're unworthy Mm -hmm. in some way, whether it's their body size or their color of their skin or the way that their hair is like, and they're so young, they're five or six years old. And those thoughts already begin that somehow they have received a message that they're not good enough. And I've been reading this book by Jess Connolly called breaking free from body shame. And it's the little subtitle is Mm -hmm. really cute. It's Um, redeeming what God made good and just the first chapter completely wrecked me because she's super young and she's having these thoughts that like she's not skinny enough and her cousins have a better body than she does and instead of reflecting back on her time with her cousins and like she had so much fun the only thing she can focus on is how she's bigger than them and she feels bad about herself and she's Mm -hmm. a bad person because she's bigger And it completely just kind of wrecks you because you realize that the thoughts that we have about our bodies, all the negativity we hold onto our bodies, that's not from God at all. Like that's not how he created us. That's not how he meant for us to be. And it's so messed up as a society that we have to do so much unlearning and unworking that we have to put so much time into the body positivity or feeding into like affirming ourselves and learning like I can look in the mirror and say I'm beautiful even if I'm not the weight I like or even if there's certain things about my body that I don't think are ideal like I'm allowed to look in the mirror and say like I like what I see and it's so sad to me that we have to have permission to do that instead of that being the default that's what we have to learn to do and it's crazy (laughs) it's crazy no it's so crazy it's I, I don't know. I'm like, like, what will Gen Z save us? Like, when when will we like get away from this like crazy? Because I feel like it's getting worse. Like, it's getting worse and worse. This like 
desire to be perfect. And we do definitely like now we have the medical means to look like if you have enough money, you can look how you want to look, which Mm -hmm. is so interesting. Like it's so, I think it's just interesting. Like the psychology behind like taking yourself and making you look different than you are like different from your mom and your family and all these things that make us who we are because it's not society's um standard on the cover of Huffington Post honestly like you know (laughs) right which that could even that changes like that literally changes right and they're ultimately just trying to sell something to us and they're just trying to stay culturally relevant and I went to um a therapist when I was pregnant with Paxton and this was when I thought I was having a girl obviously but I mean I've learned so much since having a boy that like these same things still apply to boys because I know girls are more likely to think these thoughts but I know boys also compare their bodies and they can also have eating disorders and they can also feel insecure about their looks and want to change the way that they look and I remember talking to her and just feeling like I was like 32 weeks pregnant and I remember telling her that I just felt so fat and like I just felt so bad about my body and we were kind of like unpacking those things and she's kind of the first person who like gave me all this verbiage and language to really start challenging those thoughts and to be like so what if you're that weight you're not a bad person because you weigh that and it really Mm -hmm. made me like unpack all of these like hidden thoughts that I've been having about body image and she told me that most of the time when she has women come in for eating disorders or like body dysmorphia when they're growing up they never have someone in their life tell them you're fat or your body is blah 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 what impacts them the most is that they hear their moms say things like oh, I don't look good in this dress or I have to go on a diet before we go on vacation or I can't eat that or, oh, my arms are fat. And it's because these little girls are looking up to this mom who, you know, when you're a kid, like your mom is like everything to you. You look at yeah. and you're like, you are perfect. Like you are so beautiful. Like I want to be you. And so when you're looking at someone and they say those things about themselves, you start believing that you have to say those things about yourself because if someone you look up to that much doesn't like who they are and are making those comments, you're just going to copy that and you're going to develop that sense of self that you also have to say and do those things to be worthy. And no one ever looked at you and said, you're bad, you have to change. But because someone you love said that about themselves, you just adopt those characteristics. And so I don't know if like as a society will ever fully change, but I know like in our families, we can change it and like we can break the system. And that's something that I want to be really intentional about is like, I don't want my boys to ever hear me like make a negative comment about my body and like, or diety culture language. Like I just want to live my life like we were talking about at the beginning of this show like and just like I can have those thoughts and it's okay to have those scary thoughts and like sad thoughts but to be really careful about who you're around when you say those things and to know like you're influencing younger people and people who look up to you and it's almost like by saying those things out loud you're giving other permission others permission to believe that about themselves when like we could just like stop the cycle yeah no I love that I really love the idea of like so what you're not a bad person Mm because I I think like like you it's so easy to get that in our heads like sometimes I literally am like get so down on myself like Oh, I, cause I genuinely, I don't really like to exercise. Like I do not like to lift a weight. Like I, you know, like I, the, you know, that then the beginning of the princess diaries where she's like, I'm more yes. of like a rock climbing, horseback riding, yoga doing, like, she's like talking about how she's not like a soccer player. Like she doesn't really play yeah. sports. I'm like me too, girl. Like <laughs> that's kind of how I feel. Like I'm, you know, you're not going to really catch me in the gym. Like 
I do my little <laughs> yoga, but, and, yeah. but like, I can literally get down to myself like, oh, that's like a bad quality that I have, but it's like, no, like, it's really not like, we really are just different in what we like. And mm-hmm. there isn't a better body. There isn't a better way to be in your body. I mean, as long as you're treating yourself well, like I don't, I, but I, and I know that like now that I say that, but I think that's true in my head. Sometimes I'm like, man, like I'm not as good of a person as so is so-and-so because I don't like to go to the gym at all. <laughs> it's not my favorite thing. <laughs> you also have to think about your lifestyle. Like how many hours of the day are you standing? And like, how yeah, much are you walking so around or like squatting down to help a little kid with their math? Like you have such an active lifestyle and career that, you know, it's different for someone who like sits in an office all day. Like I remember, um, like when I was a a retreat guide at camp, like I would walk like 14,000 steps a day. Like I wasn't going to the gym. Like I was like, I'm exhausted. Like I've walked around this entire camp a thousand times. I've made like 200 glacier beds. Like I'm not going to the gym versus like when I had more of like a marketing job and I just sat in a desk all day, I was like, every morning at 5am, I'm going to wake up and go to the gym because like, that's what I mentally need. And I need to move my body. And Mm -hmm. even now as a mom, like I'm home most of the day with Paxton and like, yeah, I'm on my feet most of the day, but like, we're not getting the mileage, you know, he's a very slow walker. (laughs) And so I'm like, I have to be more intentional to be like, I need to just like move my body and like stay fit because I have laid on the couch for so many months. And I'm like, I feel those repercussions but I think like that's okay to be kind to yourself and to be okay with what you don't enjoy and like like we were talking about there's different seasons of your life where you might weigh a little more you might weigh a little less or you might really just love your ballet and your yoga right now and just to be kind to yourself and whoever is going through something just acknowledge where you're at right now and like have peace with that and if you're feeling unsettled you should ask yourself like am I feeling unsettled because I really want to do more or am I just feeling this outward pressure and it's like Mm -hmm. is that even who I am and it's okay to be like no I don't need to do that like that's what she does but I don't need to be that way you know and that's good yeah that's so good no this is like a healing conversation I'm like no I'm healing my inner child (laughs) literally I'm like wow speak it Marin um Yeah, I just think that's so true. Just obviously we all need to be kinder to ourselves. And we, I just feel like at this point in my life, I want to exist in like a peaceful place with myself because there's so much stress, like in adulthood, there's so much stress in the world. Like the last thing I want to do is stress about how I look every day and like, stress and be like I I could be looking better like I could be doing this I could be tanner like all these things that I think in my brain like I'm like oh my gosh I'm so pale I'm, it's December like I'm like mm-hmm. Ugh. you know I think we just need to strive to be content with ourselves and however we like can get that that contentment yeah and I think we brought up like oh, I'm pale right now. And it's like, it's literally December. Like there's something so healing when we just lean into like the seasons of the year. And like, as women, like our cycles, like Mm -hmm. there's a bunch of books and podcasts about like eating different foods or moving your body in different ways during your cycle. But like during like your luteal phase, like you're super tired and like you crave chocolate and like those are hormonally for a reason. And like yeah, maybe go on like a 20 minute walk and have some chocolate because that's what your body wants, you know? And so I think Mm -hmm. that I am hopeful for like the future and the women and men who come after us, because I do just see a little bit more kindness to our bodies. I, I mean, it makes me very sad that Huffington Post made an article like that. And I think with those things, like we just have to acknowledge that in some ways, diet culture will always sell because people mm-hmm. will always feel unhappy and it feels like something we can control. And um, 
it's easy to compare ourselves and it's easy to want to change ourselves but I am hopeful that people are starting to lean into like eating with the seasons and acknowledging different times in their life and different movement that feels good and just more of like intuition with food and movement and all those things so I'm hopeful but we got an uphill battle we do but no you're right like we I'm hopeful too and I think I don't know I know so many like incredible women that all look so different and have their own thing going and I feel like are going to literally change the world so we can do it (laughs) we'll get through it yeah and the thing is when we look at women that we look up to do we even look at their outward appearance like no we are not as critical to other people as we are to ourselves and so if we were as kind to ourselves as we are to people we love like that will just change our mental health so much like if we talk to ourselves the way we talk to a friend like the hardest thing to do but it's so healing exactly (laughs) yeah no for sure gosh I feel like we hit so many like good points in this episode but there's like a I mean diet culture you could go on forever it's such a a crazy thing there's one okay I want to do a podcast plug um it's called maintenance phase and it's like very popular like I'm sure a lot of people have heard about it but they talk about diet culture and like all every every other week is like a deep dive into some sort of diet culture and all the money behind it and the facts and it's so interesting and I love listening to it so it's a great one I'll have to listen that stuff fascinates me because for so long I feel like all these little terms have just been in my vocabulary like detox and all these little things and then to learn like you actually don't need to detox your body like your liver and kidneys do that and if they're not then you literally need to be hospitalized like all these little terms (laughs) that like this billion dollar industry of wellness has told us we need to be I mean it's ever-changing and it will always feel like it's relevant and trendy and it has to be what we do And when you just, I love unpacking it and like getting down to the science of it and being like, I need factual evidence of like, what does a body actually need? And what's just like BS that we're being sold. Yeah. So true. Okay. Well, that's our, that's our chit chat. Thanks for listening, girlies and guysies. (laughs) One of my (laughs) campers once said that I was like, okay, girlies, who needs to go to the bathroom? And he's like, what about the guysies? And I was like, okay, well. He's like, represent us. I'm along, I guess. But that's so funny. Well, that's this week. Um, Thanks for listening, you guys. Yeah, literally thanks to all our listeners. It's so fun to have people follow along and I'm having so much fun. (laughs) Yeah, it's good. It's a good time. Okay, so we will see y'all next Monday. If you haven't already, please rate and review the show and enjoy your snacks. (laughs) Bye.